Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. Hello, I'm Stephen Willis alongside Tom Vanderford, and we're going to talk a little bit of Ole Miss football. Um, I am wearing my SIP shirt. Actually, Tom, I got this from... Um, what is it, the College Corner in Jackson ordered it online. It was like here three days later. It was absolutely fantastic. And I think they're opening a new location as well in the Oxford area. So um, that's kind of a free plug that I just gave them. But I've been really happy with everything they've done because I'm always ordering stuff from those guys. But, Tommy, how you doing today, bud? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Uh, you know, ready, ready to start the weekend. I got my Mario shirt on. I'm good to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I noticed that. I saw the Super Luigi, yeah. and it's like it's like the original Super Mario Brothers game because oh, um, yeah. Luigi's in his um like fire throwing suit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I, I, that's it stands stands out whenever he wears that. Interesting. I, I I like the old Super Mario Brothers games and things like that. Oh yeah. Any, anyway, Tommy, today was SEC Media Days and. State fans this morning decided to get all in my grill um, about predictions. And I put out predictions, and it was an immediate thing. Them and Auburn fans about how I didn't know what I was talking about. I'll let everybody see exactly what the predictions were. Um, it was pretty simple in the West. Alabama, LSU, then Ole Miss, then A&M, then Arkansas, then Auburn, then Mississippi State. And these drew the ire of everybody. But at 3 o'clock in the afternoon or so, whenever the actual rankings came out, not a peep. Because if you look at that, other than 3 and 4 on both sides, I pretty much nailed this. And I, I like the where it is. I think A&M, people are giving too, many, too much credit to A&M. They don't deserve to be at 3. It's kind, they're kind of a show-me team at this point. That's the reason I had Ole Miss ranked ahead of them. But other than that, I mean, it's a decent argument for South Carolina to be over at Kentucky and the rest are, were the same. Yeah, I have no problem at all with your predictions, of course. I, I did, you know, peruse Twitter some and, and saw some of the reactions from the state fans. And, you know, hey, let's see how the season works out. You never know. Yeah. Uh, the thing that I'm happy about is that you know, and I've alluded to this a lot in the past, but it's true. Uh, we've never had this much depth. Uh, you're in the SEC. People are going to get nicked up. People are going to get hurt. People are going to be out for indefinite periods of time. And uh, that's what I think we've been lacking the last few years is that depth. So I don't think State has that on offense. Uh uh, they always put a good defense on the field for some reason, no matter who's the head coach. Uh, but I don't think they have that depth on offense uh, like we do. I think if uh, Will Rogers gets hurt, they're going to be in trouble just from what I've seen. And uh, so that prediction is, is good as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and everybody can clip this. My hot take about Mississippi State going into the season is Mike Wright, not Will Rogers, is going to start the Egg Bowl. Yeah, he, he very well may. Hmm. You know, Will Rogers in this offense, from what I saw in the spring, doesn't get near as much protection as he got the first two years in the uh, in the Mike Leach offense, in the air raid hmm. offense. So, 
you know, if he's going to be required to run more and and be exposed more, he's he's not a big dude, you know. No. So you know, you worry about that. If if you're a state fan, you worry about that. Uh, they don't have a ton of receiver depth, and uh, they're going to a new system on offense. So you know, there I think their defense will be solid, but I worry about their offense. As far as Auburn goes, it's a mixed bag. They, they, they're they've got a brand new system. Um, don't anybody, of course, I won't sell Hugh Freeze short because I saw what he did in his first year at Ole Miss with basically uh, a few SEC players and and the rest were like Sun Belt level level players. And so you know, I, I he'll he'll find out what works. He may throw a, a gazillion bubble screens a game like he used to the first year with us, mm-hmm. and uh, but he'll find what works and and you know he'll he'll do good. Um, but it's SEC West. That's why I can't believe anybody got mad at your predictions or anybody mm-hmm. else's. It's the freaking West, man. I mean, everybody in the West is is going to go to a bowl. It's mm-hmm. just they're going to beat each other up all year. The team with the best depth will win. Where I think Ole Miss has a and LSU both have a uh, and Arkansas to some extent have have a, a little bit of an edge is at quarterback and with quarterback experience. You know uh, LSU's quarterback's awesome. Uh, Arkansas's quarterback is good in the system they were in last year. Hmm. Now I don't know if their offensive coordinator. Hopefully he's smart enough to go look. I've got Chris Ralph Jr. I need to keep running this offense that, you know, is good for him. Uh, and I think Enos is a smart enough guy to do that. But uh, we have the most depth in the West, my opinion. I, I know, you know, you read the things and, and they say Alabama's got good depth. and I understand the blue blood guys have that depth, but. In my opinion, I think we've got the best depth at quarterback and running back in in the, in the West. Well, you know, if you look at this whole thing, and I, I I agree, the depth is in a very good spot at Ole Miss. But if you look at the big story that came out of Media Days is I don't know if you saw this, but apparently eight people voted for Vanderbilt to win the Southeastern Conference, and this has super serious journalists that take themselves way too seriously and and consider themselves an expert in the field up in arms. And I honestly, I didn't do it. I wasn't involved in it um, because I'm in Central Florida and I could not have done it. But if I would have been there, I would have probably have done it. Just, you know, if if that was an option. Because... Awesome. Yeah, these Media Days polls and these media polls... (laughs) You can't let everybody into media days, which the SEC has been doing for 20 years and talking about 1,500 credential media, and then all of a sudden think it's going to be some high New York Times standard whenever the voting comes in. I think there was some dude that I kept hearing a question that had this weird accent that was talking like he was his name was Ballpark Franks or something. And, it, and it's like, what is going on? And so... Media, you need to quit being so serious about these preseason polls. You need to quit taking them seriously. 
and or the SEC needs to basically handpick a hundred people that they know is going to take this perfectly serious and get everything done because in between it won't work. And this is my other take. Everybody is ticked off that people voted for Vandy, but you do not hear one person about anybody that voted for Mississippi State, for Auburn, for Missouri, for Arkansas, for Tennessee. All of them have the same amount of chances to win the SEC as Vanderbilt. If you did not if you did not vote for Georgia, you either was a fanboy or you did not take this process seriously, but don't single out Vanderbilt. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I, I'm just of the personal opinion that polls don't matter until about week 10 of the season anyway. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've, we, we've all been there and done that. I've seen it where Ole Miss was – when Jevin Sneed was there his, his last year, you know, at the beginning of the year, we were uh, top five in the country, and we ended mm-hmm. up uh, – Going not not running Dexter McCluster at the beginning yeah. of 2009 and ended up losing to South Carolina. Yes, yeah. was, that was my uh, Mr. Nut. God bless his heart. Mm-hmm. But uh, ended up you know with a, a a decent season, but in in a Cotton Bowl win. But you know it just you you can't really depend on preseason hype. For example, uh, you know some some publications have us fifth. Uh, in the SEC West, and, and with our depth, I don't see how. I know we've got a rough schedule, but with our depth, I don't see how. You're, we're ESPN FPI predicted sixty percent probability to win nine out of our twelve games. There's no fifty percent games like those those games where it's like fifty-seven to forty-three that you would consider a toss-up. Those aren't even in there, right? It's everything 60 and above, both ways. It, it, there's almost no toss-ups on Ole Miss's schedule. But people need toss-ups. They need to look outside the analytics. And they will tell you that you're picking, like I, um, one of the state thing fans said, is like, um, don't pick with feelings, pick with facts. It's like, I'm giving you numbers. You're telling me <laughs> that you're going to win against three teams that you have like a 40% probability to beat. And probably on the road. Yeah, I I saw where one guy said they were going to be eleven and one, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, good luck. Yeah, I hope you are. Yeah, and the media day situation. In next year's media days, will be at the Omni in Dallas, Texas, in mid July. I'm thinking about going to those media days. I don't know if I will. But as of this day, right now, I'm thinking about going to it. And also, my schedule for the first part of September, I'm going to be doing some high school games. I'm going to the Jones High School versus Osceola High School on September 8th. That is to see Trevor Jackson, the defensive lineman from Jones, just committed to Texas. Actually, um, my wife works with his cousin. Um, and our September 22nd, I'm going down to Sebring High School to see them play um, Clearwater Central Catholic, and that's Andy Jaffe's team. Um, so I'm going to get to lay eyes on them and meet them and all, all of that good stuff. Um, but I'm just trying to find people in this local area to do that. Oh, also, by the way, before I get out of here, this was supposed to be um, a Jason Simmons spot. We were going to do our NIL video. We had technology got us, and we were had to postpone that a couple of days. We're still going to get Jason Simmons. 
Um, but we're not going to be able to get him this weekend. So it might be a Monday or a Tuesday or something like that. So this video that you're watching right now, we recorded about 30 minutes ago. So this is fresh. This is, this is the real right here. And, um, hope everybody enjoys that, but we're working on like trying to have content throughout the day, but Sunday night may not have anything now because of what happened with the technology. So. Tom, I do want to let you know and your thoughts on this. Now, basically, anytime the media gets together, and this is a dirty secret that people need to know, either that or they already know and they're just going to laugh at it, but it turns into a giant circle jerk. And basically, media basically divides up into cliques to where the cool kids table happens, and it's just like a high school cafeteria. It's the same exact thing. It's the reason why the ones that are at the cool table are so upset about the Vanderbilt predictions because they take it so super serial, and their identity is based on being at that table and media days being this super serious thing. And we're just at the point where it's not. We've gotten to the point where schools have been very secretive, very guarded. Media days, not a lot gets out. Everything's kind of through the motions like that. And because of that, the roster that is going to media days, it suffered. And whenever you do that, it's going to become less serious. And I like media days. It is like the kickoff of the football season. It tells me no, it lets me know it's here. But I do not take stock in what they say. Oh, I don't either. And, and Lane Kiffin's a prime example. Mm -hmm. uh, they tried to bait him into answering some things he didn't want to answer. And, uh, yeah, he, he segued uh, beautifully into what he wanted to talk about. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, uh, Saban was the same way. I mean, you know, they, they, they're trying to get a story. They're trying to get clicks. They're trying to get subscriptions, whatever the case may be. And uh, it's, it's not just like you said, it's not like it used to be. Mm, yeah. And, and it just – it's an interesting situation. I, like I said, I enjoy it, but I enjoy it for probably a completely different reason than the super serious media person that is going inside that building that is like, hey, let's get as many interviews with people that also get interviews to where we talk about our own self-important self. And that you see that all the time in media days. Oh. And, and it, it's not about the teams. It's about the people that are being interviewed. And it's all it's all one giant ego trip. It, it, it's, it's funny to me. But it just kind of, like I said, it is what it is. I completely agree. Mm -hmm. Anyway, thank you for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you see this, Jason Simmons, he was supposed to be here in this video technology kind of got us so it's going to be pushed back a couple of days but we're going to get jason on the show he's going to be talking about what's going on with nil as well tom vanderfield thank you so much for joining us today and next week we'll see you again buddy see you again buddy hotty toddy hotty toddy